The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, just getting started. Uh, Matt and I are going to be joined by uh, Ray Longo and a good friend of mine, Jim Florentine, a comedian I've known since 1990, one of my closest friends uh, ever. But let's get started with uh, Matt and I. You ha- We had a great uh, reunion this weekend. Um, it was so nice to see you after, I guess, oh, over a year, well over a year. It was too long, Jimmy. I, I go back, I watch my Instagram and I look at that hug. And it makes me so happy. Me too. Except for how fat I am. It looks like you're hugging a turkey. You didn't, it looks like you're hugging- you didn't want to jump up and down with me. No, because I was too fat. I was afraid my breast would jiggle. I looked like shit. It, it didn't slow me down at all. No, it, I know. I, I put a nice wet one on your, on your head. Yeah. And then it was you a lovely forward, time. Then you fast forward to me outside on your patio smoking weed, crying about my kids. Jim, I don't, Jimmy, don't lose respect. <laughs> Not at all. Matt smokes a lot of pot. Or whatever that was, you were smoking. It could have been tobacco. A lot of it. Like I thought, like I, I thought Matt would take a toke. Every, in between every commercial, Matt's running out. Hey, I'm just gonna hit the uh, terrace, smoking a lot of pot. It's Jimmy. You got the New York skyline. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's like uh, it's like Anthony Cumia's background. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's Jimmy, a good view. It's a good view up there. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I like it a lot. You're not off the wagon, are you? Is that a fucking forty? No, no. It's uh, it's P- Pellegrino. Oh, because oh, of the background, you can't even see. That no, reminds me of green old, with the green screen. That reminds me of my old days as a youngster drinking Cisco. Drink, <laughs> no, no, it's green. You drink Cisco? No. Well, let me tell you, I'm not talking about the guy with the thong song. I'm talking about the drink. Oh, him I've drank. Uh, well, All listen, right. I got some Cisco stories for another time when it's a slow Yes. Thing. We should get our oh, first guest boy. in. boy. I used to drink some Cisco and make some bad decisions, Jimmy. Yeah. But here's a good decision. Why don't we let Ray Longo in? We got Ray Longo in the way. Let's let Ray Longo in. Oh, man. Wait, hold on. How long have you been there? We can't even. You're five minutes late. No, we can't we see are. you. Come, hey, oh. first of all, lower your tone. This ain't fucking Anakin Florian, all right? You're not running this show. Oh, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> But Ray, I'll say that is I apologize. We're, we're late this morning because it's um, I had when Matt was over the other night, 
we saw a giant water bug. Um, and I've never had a, a, any type of roach or bug in this apartment. I've seen four water bugs in two days. So they're coming up from somewhere. So I was just talking to uh, someone's in the other room and they just saw another one and they killed it. So I was like, it's fucking horrible. So that's what I'm dealing with. So it's my fault. Yeah, it was a roach or a water bug. Water, it's like this big. Now, those things are huge, man. I think yeah. we have them in the gym. Those, I, I don't know if it, I, I think it is a roach, but uh, they'll bomb that right out of there. No problem. No, nah, but they come up through a water. Like this, you know how, like, behind the washing machine, yeah, there's always yeah, a hole? Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, they, they suck, too. Oh, wait, hey. hold on. Wait, hold on. Somebody wants to join in, Jim. Jimmy, hey. it's great to see you, buddy. Hey. I miss you. I see that you've been <laughs> using that thing like Paulie Walnuts getting the sun with the fucking in front of the pork store. Yeah, you look good. You look great. Oh, thank you very much. I feel like a million bucks. How about that? I hate to give the guy, I, Jimmy, <laughs> I love giving you compliments. I, I hate to give the guy, the guy actually looks pretty good. Oh, you look pretty something. good. I seen him one time in three years, Jimmy. I seen yeah. you just as much as I seen you long ago. Yeah, Jimmy, it was almost over, buddy. It was just, it was just going to be you and him. Yep. I saved you. I saved you. I came back in. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Ray. And uh, what you, you weren't in. Uh, how's Aljo doing, by the way? Let me start there. I, I know I've uh, he's had uh, some surgery, and, and how's he? Uh, how's he feeling? He says he feels great. He says he can't. You know, we wish he would have did it sooner. You know, he didn't have a lot of feeling in his left arm, but he says he feels like a million dollars. So, so far, that thing's been a complete success. And are we looking at something possibly in October? I mean, I know it's not official yet, but it's been rumored. Yeah, I think uh, he, he was leaning towards October, but he, I did just talk to him, and he's he's actually not sure now. So hey, I might have jumped the gun on that. But, uh, if he's fighting in, in Fight Island, are you going on that plane? You going over there? I don't, I don't, I don't, he doesn't even know if the fight's in Fight Island. Well, I'm saying if he is. Wait, Fight Island? Are they still using Fight Island? Why wouldn't they, Jimmy? We got international fighters. No, 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 but I mean, aren't, oh yeah, I, I guess they can't travel in yet. You're right. I mean, or it's wait, harder wait, to still. Let's switch gears. How was the little viewing party? How'd that go? Was he, like when Ryan Hall was on, was he him and Ari rolling around your living room? Jimmy, tell me the truth. He was doing. He was rolling around your living room like a three-year-old, wasn't he? he was, it was on the terrace. He was rolling around on the terrace, but he, he was doing it very neatly because he didn't spill anything out of his pipe, which was really amazing. That is a young smoker. Oh, they had, they had to take a little mouthwash so nobody knows. Got <laughs> arthritis, you fuck. You know that. Mango, look how far we came. It, I feel like yesterday we were getting ready for the BJ Penn fight and before the hills, after that mile run around the track, I'm taking a shit underneath the bleachers. And now here we are, 20 years later. Let me tell you something, Jimmy. I miss those days. I really yeah. do. So many things have changed, and we talk about it, man. But, you know, the uh, just the love and the bonding and everything back then was it's never going to happen again. I think we just had this conversation. Those days are gone. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's not one for all and all for one. It's just all for one. <laughs> what do you, what do you think that is when, when that happens? Do you think that's because in any business when guys start and, and all guys start making money and things start going, everyone starts having more and more needs that they have to have met. And like there's not the camaraderie of everyone kind of being in the same situation. Well, I think, look, at the, I think, I know Matt could talk better than me. Not, not really, but I mean, he, he'll add to it. But I think, you know, we had such a small group back then. And I think the more you expand and the more people you come in, the more personalities you deal with, uh, there's going to be a lot of, lot of changes. And, you know, you got to grow or, you know, evolve. And, and that's what I think we see. But things change, you know, just like the, 
the political climate. You know, you go from one view to another view. Now you, yeah. you can't say certain words. You know, I just my daughter just told me, you know, showing a house, you can't even use the word master bedroom anymore. You know, really? I mean, like, are you saying yeah. what? I don't know. Not allowed to use master bedroom if you're showing a house. You should call it the fuck room. Call it the fuck yeah. room. That's the best name yeah. for it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we'll, go, we'll come up with other stuff that'll be worse, <laughs> I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, so I think things just change. And, uh, you know, look, I'm I'm older. I'm way older than Matt. And it's just, I've, as a, you know, it just, it gets, it's weird to me, man. I like to keep everything real and simple and easy. And sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah, man, listen. Too many, listen, our circle's always been small but true. We never yeah. had a big, like, fucking ATT. Right, we never wanted that either. Yeah, we never, I never, we both never wanted that. And we never went out hunting for champions. Right. We had, we had neighborhood kids, everybody from Chris Weidman from Baldwin, Al from Wantor, Aljo from Uniondale. These are all neighborhood kids. I mean, listen. Marab came in, but that's a that he gets yeah. it happened yeah. organically, like and yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. as much one of us, but it's still us. So the more and you and, and listen, the, and not that I don't know where we're segueing this into, but we never once kept any kind of collar on all fucking guys. You no, want to go trade with your Raya Faber for a month? You want to go? Uh, Aljo's visiting uh, John Kavanaugh. He was in Ireland, trade dude. The everything, go enjoy everything, but. I don't yeah. know, always our squad, and once that starts, that dynamic starts changing. That's why I kind of exited that scene. But it doesn't mean that I'm not. We're not still helping people and and training them and whatnot. See, Longo is a fucking tr fighter trainer. Like he trains people for fucking war, and that's what he's been doing since I met him when he was uh, world champion. Uh, fucking Mike Ryan's. Uh, coach. Yeah, yeah, no, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of local champions, Golden Gloves guys. Yeah, you know that's what you do, and that's and I only did that. I only started doing that with you, besides jujitsu tournaments and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and you did that together, and but if I don't have that, what we're talking about, I'm totally fine just empowering people at my school, and I'm nah, really nah. fucking happy doing that. So anyway, things are great by us. Let's talk about the fucking fights, Longo. Mm. What is your take? Let's just start right with the main event with Conor McGregor and, and Dustin Poirier. Uh, here's oh, my take. Just in general, the whole thing, thoughts. Well, uh, look, anytime Conor fights, it's exciting, right? So for five minutes, you guys must have been going crazy because, I mean, it was very exciting. But yeah. I think from a technical standpoint, I think we saw what his uh, it, what changes he made uh, to from the last fight. He went to a more you know, kicking base style as opposed to, you know, that lead leg heavy boxing style. Uh, he landed some kicks, but then again, the first time he got hit, man, he went right to the clinch. He did what he did against Diaz, you know, and he, uh, you know, kind of jumped to guard, not totally, but I think at the yes, end, no. he, right, he jumped to guard, right? And that was a bad sign uh, because, you know, Dustin's, I think jujitsu has to be better than his, although I'm not sure, but I think it's more proven. Um, and, uh, that was the, uh, it was just going to get worse and worse from that point on. And then obviously nobody wants to see the fight end like that, uh, you know, with the injury, but he was going to, that second round would have been worse than the first round, I think. 
Wasn't he more active than you thought off his back, though? Like he was landing yeah. up kicks, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. landing uh, elbows from. And Dustin definitely got yeah. the better of him, but he yeah. was better off his back than I think a lot of people would have given him credit for. And he did make it back up to the at the end of the round. He also cheated. He also cheated, by the way. Yeah, and he, so sorry, man. And even the up kicks were great. You know what I mean? He he was trying. You know, he could have ended the fight there. Look, McGregor's a gangster, man. He's fighting. There's no question about it. He is going to fight. Look, he broke his fibula is tibula and he, he went out on a stretcher screaming and laughing and still cursing everybody out so the guy's tough man he's definitely tough and he did fight well off his back but i think matt will agree with this that type of fighting isn't going to win you a fight against right. the guy who knows what he's doing right is that uh well listen we we fixed this with aljo ages ago about aljo's got yeah. a great guillotine you don't see him jumping to the back anymore with it after that caraway fight it caught from the round possibly the fight right you know what i mean it's you have to make sure that fucking thing is locked yeah, in right. and you must be tapping guys every day in it no so you must have to be so familiar with when you to know that you're gonna make the guy say uncle but just really quick by the way you're talking about how good connor took fought off his back he was always even with khabib he was good defensively yeah. and whatnot down there but let's not forget he was putting his fingers in his fucking gloves kicking up at him so that's cheap right. fuck i don't know if you noticed that connor was trying to Poirier, actually, sorry, was uh, trying to get the ref saying, hey, my gloves. Had the fingers in his glove as he's giving up kicks. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, I, I see our meme. First one to shoot is a bitch. Submissions don't fucking count. And he will leave on a stretcher. He might be Mystic Mac. He got it all right. Yeah, all three of them. All three, all of, three them. of them is what he did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, got, he got hit in the center of the ring. He went right in for the clinch. Uh, and he, he, you'd have to talk to him why he went for that guillotine. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I think we all know why, but that, that's, you know, that's it. I think he was a little hurt. I think he was uh, hurt, hurt standing up and was, uh, and thought, I just thought he could get it. Uh, and you're probably right about the second round, but Poirier and, and Poirier definitely deserved to win the fight because if Jones's toe, which was broken, if Chael Sonnen had made it through that first round, uh, he would have been the light heavyweight champion. So that's how it goes. I mean, you do lose the fight. Uh, but people who are saying Poirier, who did look good, but that he uh, that he clearly won the it's a, it's one of those things where it's a shitty injury and it happens and the win goes to him. But I, I think they do it again. Uh, I definitely think they do it again. Well, numbers wise, it makes sense. They're gonna, people that obviously yeah. want to see it, yeah. and I feel I feel good about it because I I'm happy for Dustin Poirier and his family because he's gonna get another payday, and chances are he's gonna beat his ass again. Like you know, you just gotta call it how you see it here. You know what I mean? And what about Ronda Rousey chiming in? Don't get me wrong. Ronda's a, I'm always cool with Ronda. I love her. Yeah. You know, I love Travis Brown. He's a sweetheart. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But, oh, really quick. She chimes in because she's friends with Connor. I get it. I get it. But let's just talk about this for a second. She chimes in. Oh, with your foot separated and he's already promoting his next fight. All right. Listen, I give him that because other people might be screaming with his legs. Sure. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. But guy's saying is he's attacking the guy's wife no yeah. how does how does ronda feel when Derek lewis was making those memes of him making out with, with him fucking with ronda rousey and he's disrespecting travis brown like that and he's even ronda he's he's making all those memes about with the, when mm. he's like travis he's talking about ronda i love Derek, but i thought that was wrong anytime you're attacking somebody's other so i don't yeah. care if it's conor mcgregor or Derek lewis you shouldn't be talking about somebody's fucking wife or family that's just low class you know yeah. Derek's. Derek's kind of fucking funny though, so it's it's rough with Derek because he does the funny memes and shit. Yeah, but fucking Connor just does it like he does it like a dirt bag. 
oh, your wife isn't like DMs. I get, get, dude, get the fuck out of here, dude. I people think I hate the guy. I don't hate the guy. I, I think when he, I see him with his family and stuff, it's beautiful. But anytime you take trash talk and you talk about eh, things like somebody's either religion or somebody's fucking family, their parents, their wife, their kids, you're a piece of shit. So, I mean, that's just my... Maybe you don't, maybe, no, no, he's not. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, Jeez, and, I, and I was going to give him an A plus for being a gracious loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that goes out the window. <laughs> you can't do that. I mean, really, you're talking, so you, nobody's going to chime in and say, dude, that's a dirtbag fucking move. I mean, Poirier, Poirier handles himself fucking fantastic. Yeah. No, he, I like, hey, man, as a dirtbag. <laughs> the guy's a dirtbag, man. You don't do that. With more power and more fucking money and fame, it dude, it doesn't add character. Dude, it reveals character. It shows you who you really are. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I think that I don't. I think Poirier has all the money in the world. He's in that same situation as as uh, Connor. You don't see him calling out. He's not acting like that. You know what I mean? So whatever, dude. The guy can act any way he wants. He's a grown ass man. More money than than anybody would ever need. Yeah. But you can't buy class. You understand? I should belch right now. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you saw me eating at your house the other day. Yeah, you can't buy class. You went through two paper towels, two fucking rolls of paper towels. You actually did better than I thought you. I'll be honest. You were more careful on the white couch than I thought you were going to wow. be. Are you, uh, as I sat there a, looking fat. You, 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 you actually. You on a white couch, Jimmy? You, and we had buffalo wings and oh Parmesan. And chocolate cannolis. And Matt was much better. Very neat. Stayed in the kitchen. Uh, just dropped a little cannoli on the rug, but not crazy. Not crazy. He Very found impressive. that thing like Inspector Crusoe. So he came over and he's like, <laughs> cannoli. I found a little piece. I'm like, oh, a cannoli. He goes, yeah, it was on the floor. Oh, sorry, yeah. Jimmy. Matt was much better than I, I expected. I, I was expecting a disaster, to be honest, Matt. Much, much better than I, <laughs> than I yeah, thought. Yeah, a nice night, man. It was great. It was great. Shout out to, shout out to Leslie. She was great, too. She was great, yeah. Um, and the co-main, you know, Gilbert Burns, I mean, I mean he won very, very decisively. Uh, he looked great. He, his game plan was really smart, and that's just that's a tough matchup for, for Wonderboy. I think it was a tough matchup for Burns, but he came through. You know what I mean? He did come through. Yeah. And I did score. I mean, I Dave definitely gave Wonder Boy the second round. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, I don't think the, the take down at the end. You know, was enough to win it. But some one guy. I think two guys had twenty nine, twenty eight. Look, neither fight came down to the third round, and I. I thought Wonder Boy would be able to hold that range. You could see any time he hit him, he bothered him. But but Gilbert, listen, man, he went through it. He he did what a lot of people can't do. A lot of people get you know they're like a deer in headlights. They get stuck at the end of his kicks and they can't track him down. But Gilbert, you know, took his shot, man, and he he did do a good job with that. Because Gilbert is is putting people to sleep with his hands and his legs and everything lately. They're thinking he's not just a striker, but it's almost like that's what he's getting known for possibly. But dude, he's a fantastic. He's like a world-class jujitsu guy. Like he's like, there's black belts. And then there's the, the, then there's higher black belts. He's, he's in that higher level. I mean, he beat, uh, who is it? Uh, Lovato Jr. Good guy. Good jujitsu guy. He beat him in a jujitsu match. And that's just pure. Oh no, that guy actually fights MMA also. He's a, a champ over at, uh, the one we don't talk about. I'm okay to Bellator champ, but uh, but he beat him in a jujitsu. He's very and that guy's phenomenal. So, in a strictly jujitsu match, so he's just his jujitsu and his grappling is that good. 
where I think that's what people were counting him out. They thought maybe he's just going to get work like other strikers do. Or even grapplers. Listen, he handled Wonderboy's a hard guy to figure out. I really thought this was a ballsy, ballsy move for Gilbert yes. to take that as the comeback fight. Because, whew, that could have easily been two in a row for a lot of guys, you know? Losses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what and O'Malley against uh, Chris Moutinho, which uh, I didn't know what to expect out of Moutinho. I wasn't uh, familiar with him, but wow, did he look good. What I mean, what did you think of that stoppage? I, I, I mean, I guess I could see he was kind of beat up, but I felt he was still coming forward. I mean, Jake LaMotta fought like that for, for 15 years. Um, he, he's just coming forward, coming forward. He took a tremendous amount of damage, ate a lot of punches, but uh, he seemed to be uh, coming. He didn't seem like he was uh, that hurt at all uh, as far as the way he was uh, moving forward. I mean, if it, I thought it was the stoppage. It was early. He's just certain to stop that at that right. point in time, let the kid finish with something. Um, you know, listen, you know, it was 30 seconds to go, I think. Let the kid yeah. finish the fight. It was stupid to stop the fight at that point. Or, you know, have Herb Dean tell him after the first or second round, listen, if you don't start connecting, I'm going to stop the fight. I think that would have been fair. But to stop it with 30 seconds to go. Just crazy. Yeah. Herb Dean's done that a few times. I know he's a great ref and he's got a great reputation. Well, and, he's and he's very good. qualified. But I hate to see that when it looks like the guy – was still moving forward and still, I mean, he didn't slow down once. No, those Boston guys are tough, man. They are. It's fucking built a different way. You know, they're tough, but uh, it's not taking away anything from anybody. I just think that if you really were concerned with that guy's health, there was way better ways of handling that stoppage than what they did. That's all. And, and what's getting overshadowed too, because as, as tough as he is and as much punishment and he kept, O'Malley was just masterful. I mean, his striking was so accurate so uh just beautiful from the from the opening bell to the end absolutely beautiful best feints in the game very accurate uses his range perfect um they should run it back him and cheeto vera should run that shit back yeah cheeto might have his number man that's what i'm saying right that's not an easy fight for sure cheeto i i don't know who i'd pick in that fight i'd like to see that again I would yeah. like to see that again. Yeah, that's an example. Again, a guy gets hurt, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. Cheeto gets the win, and he should get the win. But I, I would like to see them actually have a shot at going more than, you know, uh, a minute or so of the first round. I got, hey, would, I got a question for Longo. Would you ever do a shoey? <laughs> if you uh, and Patu Ivasa, with his sweaty feet, he takes off his boot and starts putting something in it, loogie. are you doing that? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I would not do a shoey with my own shoe because I tell you, I haven't worn socks in about six months and my oh. feet stink. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my dogs are barking. <laughs> well, sorry, my, my dog licks my toes. It's not a good combination, man. Uh, it's crazy. Why, but, uh, you are an odd man, Ray Longo. Why do you not wear socks? You know, I, I got this uh, that fasciitis in my toes, man. I just want them. I want freedom down there. I don't like being locked into the shoe with the sock was like cramping everything. Dude, I'm just trying it out. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like that with my dick and balls. Yeah. 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 Right. I'm like that with my underwear. I don't wear I don't socks on my dick and balls either. I don't like the dog lick on my balls. Only <laughs> well, hold on a second. Uh, I might disagree with that. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy I might send my dog over. Lucky I'll lick your balls. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I don't know what the point is. The point is, you don't like socks. I don't like underwear. Uh, so I was, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not. 
I mean, on a total, I mean, look, it's not something I'd be looking to do, but a total dare, may, I don't think it's going to kill you. So what's the difference? You know what I mean? What? <laughs> a shoey? I'm not doing, I'll do a shoey without somebody spitting in it. Oh, no. Oh, oh you got to spit in it too? I heard, I do they spit in it? They can. He'll let you spit in it. One guy poured Tabasco sauce. Some guy, some asshole poured Tabasco sauce. Fucking acid. He doesn't even yeah. drink it. The guy, and all of a sudden he drinks it. He goes, oh, it's, it's hot. We got to go, with, Matt, when your kids drop something on the floor, the two-second rule. I get the shoe. I pour it in. I drown it quick. I get the two-second rule. That never even hits the shoe. But the spitting, <sighs> I, I'm not, the spitting I wouldn't do. No, that's disgusting. No. Yeah, fuck. Well, anyway, what other fights? So what do you think of Tui to Vasa? Uh, you know, I said that fight when I was predicting it, I picked Hardy in that fight, but I said it was firstest with the mostest is the bestest. You know what I mean? Whoever yeah. got really hit with that big shot. I, I think I, I texted somebody cause they picked under two and a half rounds and I go, that's the bet, man. I don't think that fight was ever going the distance. And, uh, yeah, he got the job done. You know, look, rookie mistake. The guy threw a left hook and he never got back to, you know, he just faced the wrong direction. He never saw that punch coming. So He'll learn from that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was – but he went the distance. Uh, is it with uh, Volkanovsky he went? Yeah. Uh, 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 rush, the tall, yeah. yeah, the tall rushing guy. Yeah, no, no. He's uh, – that's why I thought it was a great fight for him, Jim. I thought they brought him along. He, he's been kind of tested. You know, they gave him a couple of cans at the beginning, and then they started moving him a little bit. So uh, – and it looked like – it was a short fight, but it looked like he – what, like he kind of rocked him a little bit, then he just got overzealous and jumped in there, threw a left hook, missed, was totally out of position, and he just got hit with a left hook that he didn't even see, and just you know you couldn't even brace yourself for it because you didn't have the the proper stance. So, uh, hey, what about Trickus? Trickus Adjuplesi, yeah, in, in a tremendous uh, uh, knockout over uh, Trevin Giles. That was he's he hasn't gone the distance yet. He has not finished a fight yet. It's just everything ends quickly. And it looked like he, you know, uh, G- uh, Giles got off on him a little bit too, and he came right back and knocked yeah. him out. So, and he and we'll talk about and what about though that um. Oh, what a beautiful Kimura reversal from Drickus. When that happened, I was watching it just the other day. Oh, no! <laughs> That's what I did. I sit up like, like this. I got so happy. It was beautiful. It changed. It, he had some nice flow in his jujitsu. I mean, I got to watch it again, but he was flowing. And uh, he's a well-rounded guy, man. I want to see what's next for him. And he's well-spoken from uh, what is it, South Africa. I'll, I'll tell you. He was, he was a pleasure to be on the show. Really nice yeah. guy. Yeah, very oh, nice guy. Yeah. No. And then Max hey, Max Griffin took out Carlos Condit, but Carlos Condit's still in there, man. Yeah, Carlos yeah. I thought he's still in there. I thought Condit looked great in his last fight, and he had a bad first round. He came back in the second round. I don't know. Condit, you know, looked like he's back for the right reason. You know what I mean? And uh, he made a really good fight out of that. Was that a split decision or? You um, know? No, 29-28, uh, 8-2, and I think one was 30-27, uh, uh, which I remember being a little surprised at that. Yeah, but it was unanimous. Surprising, but it was, it was, it was closer than it, than it seems here with that 30-27. Tavares beat uh, Akhmanov, uh split decision. Oh, I got it, yeah. That's what you're thinking of. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, listen, I love when Carlos is – he's crafty, man. He tried that same takedown he got on Matt Brown. It was an interesting – like he put his knee behind his off a punch. He does this wacky takedown. It's hard to even describe. Yeah, he was always he was always wacky though. Yeah, I love it. And he almost and he does that GS the one he got GSP with 
when he comes up, goes low, almost like oh, yeah, Al yeah, yeah, yeah. does something very yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like going low and that kick, that kick comes up. He almost, he almost mean, won that fight with that kick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. So I, I'd love to see him back, but hey, much, much uh, respect to Max, Max Payne Griffin, man. Uh, also, let me, I just want to really add, because we can't forget uh, uh, Irene Aldana. Oh, she looked fantastic, man. Incredible. Yana's a, Yana's a tough chick, man. She was coming forward, making the sounds. What she's throwing. Yeah. That girl's got lead in her hands, man. She can Irene? Oh, yeah. Big time. She, does. she probably learned a lot from that Holly Holm loss, you know? What else, Ray Longo? What are you watching now on television? You said Lily Hammer for me to watch. I, I tell you, I'm liking Lilyham. I'm only like four episodes in. Jimmy, have you? I thought I thought it was just that way. Listen, I didn't love it. Jimmy, listen, I've, so, I've seen the whole thing. It's it's uh, meh. yeah. I saw the whole thing. Yes, no, that is listen, snow. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but you know, look, I didn't like him in The Sopranos. I go, wow, this is way overdone. I didn't like him as Silvio. And then I wow. thought it was a little taken back on this where he got away with it. For some reason, I found it. Maybe the writing is pretty good. I think it's, you know, it's cliche, but I'm laughing at it. You know okay. what I mean? He was, you know, so, Longo yeah. was telling me it's kind of like My Blue Heavenish. You ever see that with Steve Martin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I but, didn't know what you was doing. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Watching a guy try to do an Italian accent. Yeah, I did see that. I do that when I'm in the supermarket with my wife and she's in yeah. the, I go, you shouldn't be in the frozen food aisle. <laughs> understand yeah you could melt all See, that's the thing like my stuff. blue heaven yeah. first time i watched it i couldn't stand it yeah and then as i watched it again i go you know what it's pretty funny you know because it was so over the top that you start embracing that i think and then it becomes funny but yeah if you can enjoy it for that reason yeah you know what i mean and like lily hammer is we know it's out of control but I don't know. I think it's funny that they revived him and threw him in there and he picks, you know, Lily Hammer to go to and just the interaction of, he's you know. In a, he's in a um, uh, witness protection program or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was one of those shows, it, it wasn't bad, but like they tell you too much in the first episode. Like they don't give it time to unfold. And again, Netflix only has 10 episodes. So in the first episode, he witnesses the murder. Ah! I mean, Lily Emma, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> you see, that wasn't see, I didn't, I thought, but when he gets to Lily Hammer is where it gets funny for sure. Yeah. Just because you have the interaction of those people that never seen anything like that before. And and then he changed his name to what do they call him? Like Guido oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> I forget what his name is. Yeah. I went through it um, earlier in the year. Probably yeah. about, maybe a year ago, I actually went through the. I had never seen the whole thing. I was like, "Fuck it, let me just watch it." And yeah, uh, yeah. well, that's kind of what I did, you know. And I, I'm yeah. on like third episode. I, look, I'm not racing to get back there, but you know, he was asking, "What do you watch?" I go, "It's sure. it's, not, it's worth the." Uh, I think you know, you you and your wife might get a kick out of it. That that was that. It's not one of those things I'm swearing by. But, right, right, right. Uh, I actually liked him in The Sopranos and didn't love him in Lilyhammer. I'm just kind of yeah, the opposite. I just, when I that first Sopranos episode, I almost thought it was a comedy. I go, wow, that is just overacting, man. Yeah, you know, I just would so yeah, I, yeah, it was, and then it got better as it went on. But that first one, I remember, I don't even think I watched it because of that. I was like, I didn't even understand it because I thought it was just over the top. But that I was liked weird. Pussy. Yeah. Oh, you like Pussy? Pussy was good. Yeah. yeah so, so do I. Who are you, Fokker? (laughs) Listen, uh, what was I going to say now? Ray Longo, we love having you on. What else? What do you want to promote, Ray Longo? Yeah. 
The Anik and Florian Minute? No, 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 no. Anik and Florian Minute. That's a, uh, I'm a professional podcast whore right now. He is a whore. Good for you. Good. Yeah. What am I going to do? No, he Jerry? does the Anik and Florian podcast. They have the Ray Longo Minute that stretches to around a half an hour. But yeah, uh, it's 45 you know, minutes today. Yeah. You, you know, Jimmy, I'm, uh, I'm on the back nine, as they sort of say in the business. You know what I mean? I'm on my way out. So it's fun bullshitting with everybody and having a good time. And Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, Ray. I, I, fi- I figure that uh, I definitely see the fucking end of the road um, and it's my balcony and me going off it. So I- <laughs> Please, Jimmy. Yeah, moments out there, Jimmy. Uh, I love I'm right, Ray. Jimmy, I'm right with you, man. Save me a spot on the balcony. <laughs> I'll tell you, Longo, we had a good time on that balcony. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Ray, you look really healthy, though, man. You look you, you tan and thin. Whatever you did fucking looks great, man. Really. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. How's that? You work out going? I know you, you lost the weight last time I saw you. You're still holding it off and everything? Not me. No, I'm still I'm a fat fuck now. I, I want to oh. lose 15 pounds. Um, oh, look, I you were looking good last time I saw you. You definitely look great. So you, you still look good here, but I, you know, I can't. Look at Matt. Look at the abs. Yeah. Look know. at the abs. Let me tell oh, you. Sorry. Oh, you guys are talking about how you guys are looking? Yeah, well, I know I look terrible. Okay, Any, I tell you what. Anyway, anyway, you know, Jimmy, I'm I'm re- I'm resisting going on the TRT, which will probably I don't know, maybe be the next step. But uh, do it. I mean, every day I'm working out, so I feel great. I think I do it naturally. I figure that's the best way to go. And uh, yeah, you know, Mongo, do it, do it for your wife, do it for your cat. Get on yeah. the TRT. That'll oh, Lily Hammer. Oh, oh, get on the TRT, Longo. Do it for your cat. Yeah, that'll be the last reason they do it. <laughs> All right. All right, Ray. We'll talk to you again, man. Always, always good yeah, having great, you on. Great yeah. seeing you guys. Great catching up, man. Okay, pal. We'll Take care. Later, Longo. Take it easy, Matt. Today's episode is brought to you by Devour, the official frozen meal of the UFC. They put big flavor first with premium meats, creamy sauces, and gooey cheeses. How good does this sound, Matt? Check out their buffalo chicken mac and cheese the next time you're in the freezer aisle. It's smothered in a spicy buffalo cheddar cheese sauce that'll knock your socks off. Or how about their loaded potatoes with Angus beef and bacon? God, that sounds good. It's You guessed it, loaded with crispy bacon and delicious hunks of Angus beef. This sounds so good. Whatever you choose, Devour Meals is the new favorite frozen meal. I love Devour, Jimmy, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get nuts with the meals, Jimmy. Devour Meals, the official frozen meal of the UFC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com.
T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What's up, buddy? The, Matt is the only other comics besides you like that I'm really close with that he's met is Bobby and Voss. Has Voss ever made a good first impression on anybody? Never. Nice to meet you, Jim. Nice to meet you, too. Every time I go to a club anywhere, I have to defend that guy. I've been defending him for like 25 years. <laughs> I know. They mention his name and every club's like, that guy's a dick. Yeah. What an asshole. I'm like, no, nah, you got to get to know him. Oh, I like him. But could, is, could anybody, but could force defend himself if need be? Because physically, you know, get attacked. Did a heckler ever attack him? Yeah, he he did. He got into some fight at Caroline's in the lobby, and he was like doing karate kicks on the guy or something. That's fucking great. But he knew karate. He showed me one time out in front of this place in the village, or in front of this uh, Chinese food place, and Voss was like, "I know karate," and he threw a front kick, and he slipped in garbage juice and fell. <laughs> it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Was Voss throwing a fucking front karate kick, slipping in garbage juice? That was on a, on Greenwich Street in the village. I'll never forget that. Hey. Hey, James, you watch, do you watch uh, MMA at all? You watch the UFC? A little bit. I started getting into it a couple of years ago. I'm not too familiar with it. I probably should have got in on the ground floor. Like, I don't know why I did it. I love shit like that. I just, because <laughs> I remember Jim getting into it. I'm like, ah, I don't know. And I'm just, and then when I started watching, I'm like, this, this shit is great. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I, I want to go back to training. I started training for a little while, and then I just kind of, I just stopped because of the pandemic and everything was closed. And now I want to go back, but I think the school I was going to move. So I have to find a place to go. And it's, eh, I'm bad at getting started. Once I'm starting, I, I'm, I'm obsessed and I'm good, but I'm real shit at getting started doing something. I'm, uh, Joey Diaz is my uh, neighbor now. So he's all in the UFC and stuff. So he's, he's teaching me the ropes. Yeah. Oh, oh he's, he's probably a fun guy to watch with too. Oh yeah. He's great. It's, if you don't mind the pot smoke. Yeah, well, I deal with it with Matt. It's fucking crazy how much pot Matt. I thought Matt was a casual fucking dope smoker. I'm like, yeah, he'll go out and toke. Dude, in between every round, he's out there fucking packing a bowl. Matt smokes a lot of pot. <laughs> the difference is I'm not like that commercial when they're in the basement. Now, I look for the job today, Ma, and they're going to call me back. No, I'm a former fucking champion, Hall of Famer. I got, I'll smoke, and I'll roll for an hour and strangle the fuck out of people. I'm an actor. I'm active with it. Yeah. You know I mean? I'll play some video games too, but you know, yeah, you'll get shit. You'll get shit done. I get shit done with that. That's what I do. It's like, it's like an espresso with me. And I often have it with espresso. Let me ask you, James, what tell me, I, I love meeting stand-up comedy, stand-up comedians. I think it takes a, a fucking ton of balls, man. Just like fighting, not just like it, but in a way, People's fear, some people are more fear, they, they, they have more of a fear of getting their, of getting embarrassed, like um, in public or publicly on a stage than they would have getting their own ass, getting their ass kicked. And that's true. Uh, people are de they're definitely yeah. afraid of being on, like on a stage, what you guys do. Your first time out there, tell me about that. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. You know, most comics say the first time they went up, always oh, great. I killed. I'm like, yeah, I want to hear that tape if you have tape of it, and we'll go over it. But I did get like my material got nothing, but I did get a laugh. Someone said something from the audience, heckled me, and I said something back, and I felt that adrenaline rush. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I, I was addicted right there, just that one laugh. And oh. I'm like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. How old were you? Twenty five. I started. Twenty five. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. So you're so young. Yeah, I should have started earlier. I just couldn't get my shit together. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just fucking around, trying to get laid, cutting lawns, DJing, and strip clubs. Can I ask you now, at 25, were you, your parents alive and everything? Or They su- totally supported it because they didn't, you know, they, they're like, if you find something you like, we're, we're behind it 100%. So they let, me live, they let me live with them for free for like the first four years in the business when I was making like, Two hundred, three hundred dollars a week, so I could do this full time. Well, did did they think that you had a bright future? Otherwise, no. no. <laughs> Jimmy, why are you laughing at that? Because I, I know Jim for. I met Jim and I, Jim got me my first paid gig in comedy. So I, I've known Jim since day one, and I met Jim six months into it, and he had really long flowing hair and his and and this guy pat goes you got to meet that guy he's a really great guy he had uh, uh, boots like fucking stylish boots and tight jeans so girls could look at his ass i'm like this guy looks like a fucking asshole like i didn't want to meet him yeah. you guys got a, you guys got along right away immediately oh, yeah, right yeah away. he was great we just started talking about black sabbath and uh i used to book comedy at this it was a strip club during the day and it was a rock club at night and they gave me a night to book uh, comedians. And I said, Jim, come on over. I got, I'm got i running like an open mic. So, we, you know, you come down every Monday night. And that's how we became friends. The playpen. Yeah. That's wild, man. Yeah, it was not a great gig. No, it was terrible. <laughs> and that's cool, your parents, man. If you have a 25-year-old, they're like, oh, I'm going to try comedy. And then maybe, did anybody, did he see any of your early stuff and go, oh, fuck. Or did they? Or they say, "Oh no, keep going, James." <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, did they watch you early? Your family? Like- yeah, well, yeah, about probably about a year in, I had my parents come to a show. And speaking of which, it was like an open mic at this comedy club called Rascals, and Voss was already mm-hmm. headlining, so he's the MC, you know, and bringing up all these open micers, basically. So I was on some local like TV show called Uncle Floyd. So I said to him, I go, you're bringing me up next. I'm all nervous. My parents are there for the first time. I go, could you tell them that I was, I've been on the Uncle Floyd show? He goes, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares that you were on that show. I go, no, but I was just on. It's a TV. He goes, I know what it is. Nobody cares that you were on there. I'm not saying that. And that was the first time I met him. I'm like, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't say it either. Of course he didn't. <laughs> he makes the worst first impression of any person I've ever. My parents love every comedian, Jim, Otto, every guy they've met over the 30 years. Voss was the only guy they met. And they're like, he's not, he doesn't seem like a very nice person. That's hysterical. Yeah. But no, I was lucky that my parents were behind me. You know what I mean? Like I really was. Cause that helped me where I had quit my day job and me and Jim would do these gigs for like $25. We drive like three hours to make 25 bucks on a Tuesday night. But to us, it was worth it. We just wanted to, you know, cut our teeth and get in there and just get better and better in these little shitty rooms. Yeah, going down to Maryland for like twenty five bucks for a show, fifty bucks for the weekend. Yeah, yeah it, that was a it was it was a lot of driving, and uh, yeah, I got fired from my day job for the same reason. You just couldn't maintain it and and advance in stand up. You say the first time when you guys go out there, it was a bad experience, or or you didn't kill, you did pretty shitty. When does it start? When do you start turning a corner with that? Two, three times out, four times a dozen. Yeah, well, just getting getting up there. You know, we had, uh, you know, Voss and a couple of the comics were already established and they took a liking to me and Jim and they took us on the road. So we were working like five nights a week, maybe a year into doing comedy, which was unheard of because yeah. they liked. So they took us with us. So we were getting up like all these in front of these pretty big crowds and working our working our stuff. And we were really dirty too, working these like, you know, shitty rooms. So it worked. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, a couple of years in, I got on TV at like about three, three and a half years in. I, I think Jim did about the same time. Got our first TV spot. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I, I, and it's funny. I just, I'm cleaning out my my closet and I found a tape of me and Jim where we were both such big Dice fans. And the first time we met Dice, me and Jim went on in Los Angeles and did Dice's material. Dice asked us to go up and do these really weird, obscure jokes that he had done. So it's from 1997 uh, and it's me and Jim bombing on stage together uh, in Los Angeles in, in the comedy store. Yeah, we have, we have a long history. And again, I, I only... Uh, was able to to hang with Dice because I called Jim and Jim came down. But when I came off stage, Jim was talking to him. Jim had kept him there. So, I, I mean, that whole relationship started with the, with Jim uh, talking to him while I was on stage. There's certain times, like in a fighter, like a, a guy tries, says he wants to be a fighter. Usually you can see something in sparring that says maybe he shouldn't be. But maybe he has his first fight, shying away, not like getting hit. And it's, You can just see, as a guy that's been around the business a while, I'll be like, you know what? Maybe you should go to school. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe this is not for you. Do you guys, since everybody pretty much bombs the first time, realistically, do you, do you notice, do you, would you, do you, do you feel, com- is it premature to say this kid should find a fucking day job or, or not? Or is it, all right, he's bombing, but there might be something there. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a story. The first time I got on TV was uh, on MTV, like spring break. Paulie Shore used to do this thing down oh. hired me to do comedy. The weasel. Yeah, the weasel. <laughs> how, did I, how did that go out of style? The weasel. I'm sorry. I hate that. No, I, no, go ahead. No. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm, MTV used to have this regular comedy show called Kamikaze. So I was booked on it. But so I was going to film it on like, you know, in a week. But a week before that, they go, hey, we want you to go down to Florida and do this thing with Paulie Shore in front of his crowd at spring break in Daytona beach, go up and, and do stand up. So this is my first TV, technically my first TV appearance. I got booed off stage on TV. And not only did they show it a million times, I made the best of MTV <laughs> spring break. They must've shown it a hundred times me getting booed. And that was my first time ever. So I knew what I said, all right, I got booed. I go, if I don't do good the following week, with my regular stand-up set in a club, did a TV tape, and I go, I'm finished in this business. So that motivated me. I'm fucked because I already got booed the first time I was on TV. I and it really motivated me to kick ass, and I did. And I got a big college agent out of it and all that other stuff. But it really, it fucked me up. But it lit a fire under you. Uh, but you know, Jim and everybody loved it. We As always- Jim's friend. It's still my favorite thing I've ever seen. And if I was going to die tomorrow and they said you can watch one more show, it'd be a loop of him bombing in Florida. Me and my and, and me and Levy would watch it because Jim, it wasn't his fault. It was literally just bad circumstances where Jim plays a he's pretending to heckle Paulie and Paulie goes, hey, buddy, you come up and do it. So the crowd's already hating him before he says a fucking word. So Jim bombed, but it wasn't even his fault. Like he couldn't get words out. They were supposed to tell the crowd. They were supposed to tell the crowd, all right, look, this guy's a professional comedian. He's going to come up. He's going to heckle Paulie. He's going to come up and tell jokes. And whatever he says, laugh so hard that Paulie gets jealous and throws him off the stage. So he upstages Paulie. That was the bit. I go, all right, I'll do that. And at the last second, they go, no, we're not going to tell his crowd. And his crowd were just all, they love Paulie. So I was the biggest dick coming up. You attacked the weasel. No wonder why they didn't like you. Jim couldn't get a word out there. He's like, what's with the chicks with the, what's I with the chicks with the, and I was just bombing. I was, cause I'm dipped a boo, probably a 1500 people. Yeah. I'm I was like, 1501. I, I was booing from home. I was I so happy. <laughs> but like I said, they didn't even like, they didn't edit it. And then, you know, like they didn't just show it one time. They probably showed it a hundred times yeah. over and over again. 
And that's when everyone watched Spring Break, too. MTV Spring Break was huge. Um, huge. I could kind of relate. My first it's almost like you, your first fight, you got your ass kicked. It's the, you know, with three seconds, and then you got another fight, and it's like, man, if I don't do this, right? Yeah. I don't know if that happened to you or Hey, James, on. my first time in the UFC, UFC 31, I was dominating a fight to this, this guy who dresses like a pimp, and when he fights in a Speedo, and then I ran into a spinning back fist. So, I mean, that it with 15 seconds left. So talk about fucking laces out. That, and, they, and you don't think they still replay that shit. You know what I mean? You know, it took me shocking the world, becoming a champion and a Hall of Famer to finally let people forget that. Jimmy, <laughs> I'm fucking yeah. right. But listen, <laughs> James, we just met. I'm sorry. No, I don't hey, care. So listen, man. What, you have something coming up, don't you? I'm filming a new comedy special on um, Saturday, July 24th in Fairfield, Connecticut, the Fairfield Theater. Oh, that's a pretty good room. That's, I, I haven't done that, but everyone says that's a great room. It's great. It's already, it's a, they already got all the cameras. It's like a six camera shoot. They, got, they were doing streaming shows there during the lockdown. So, right. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. So, I'm, you know, doing this, uh, they're getting the set ready and I'll be doing it like in about 10 days or so. How do you get when you shoot, like when you're shooting a special, do you get, uh, do you, do you like to over prepare or do you, are you one of those guys who just kind of goes in there and just is like, all right, well I'll do my sets beforehand, but I'm not going to obsess about it. So it feels looser. I, I tend to over prepare and sometimes that makes it not as fun or not as comfortable. I usually over prepare, but this time I'm under preparing. I already had the set. I worked it out in like April and May you know, and then I took all of June off. I didn't want to do anything. I right. did a couple sets. And then July, I'm doing a few. And I got I, it's basically ready. I got like two more sets before. But I don't want to do it. I don't want to overdo it because I feel like I don't give it 100%. I'm tired of material. So I still want it fresh. Right. You don't want it to be too mechanical. Yeah. I started going on recently and it's weird you're smart to to get uh to get going earlier because that first whole a few sets is fucking terrible it's, it's literally like it's almost like they're fighting if you don't fight for years they're like all right to go in there and fight this guy who's been fighting you're like i, I need time man I'm, I'm not ready yeah so i'm excited i mean it's gonna yeah and then i just uh and then you're just working on a new set that's what it's great about the comic once you you film that then you yeah. start from scratch i love building up a new set of yeah material. like getting rid of the old shit and then just starting from scratch that's my favorite part. How, how great is it to be back out there? Because for a while, obviously, with the pandemic and everything, you couldn't be on the road. How did you deal with that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, Jim could, I'm sure Jim felt the same way. We were on the road for 25, 28 years, and then all of a sudden it came to a halt. I never had that much time off. Yeah. I never had that schedule where I went. To, I started going to bed at like 9 o'clock and getting up at 7. I was starting to get, I'm like, this is so weird. I never had that lifestyle for that long. It was it was a big adjustment. And then, then I, after a while, like I got used to it. I'm like, I needed to tie. I needed a break. It was actually good to have a break. But then I wanted to get back up. I felt like I was missing out when I got back up. I was playing anywhere outside in parking lots, you know, last summer. I'm like, I'll play anywhere under a tree. Like, I, even though it would be the shittiest gig in the in the world, to me, it was great just being up there and working again. Yeah, it feels good. I I, uh, I missed it. I didn't miss it as much as I thought because everybody else wasn't doing it. But once guys started doing it, then I started missing it. Like, oh, okay, I, I can't wait to do this anymore. Like, when you knew everybody was just kind of sitting at home, it was a little easier. But once once everyone started up, I was like, I can't. You know, I'm, I'm too anxious not doing it. Thank God you have other gigs, man. Like, yeah, you know this I mean? helped. Like, this like helped. Me with the jujitsu, I have a jujitsu school that took a fucking hit. But I have this thing with you. I got the thing I do with Dana. But for the people that just had jujitsu schools or the guys who just do the comedy, 
it must have been fucking scary. I mean, scary for everybody, but yeah, I'm lucky. I had you know, I have a radio show on Sirius, and I do oh. um, a, a couple podcasts a week. So I was busy too. I had some stuff going on too, where I wasn't. Oh, just- good. Yeah, Jim was with is with Barstool. How many episodes do you do a week for Barstool? I do two episodes a week. Yeah, so you you were busy through the whole thing. Like you work pretty. It does help to have that money coming in too, right? Like working, yeah. you don't feel as much of a panic as guys who are just. At least you had it before it started. You weren't starting it as it was going down. Yeah, definitely. And what are those shows in case I want to listen there on Sirius? Uh, it's on Ozzy's Boneyard. It's a, I do a two hour uh, music talk show. Basically. It's great. Most it's really music. funny. Yeah, it's, it's it's perfectly. Uh, it's just Jim. It's 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 probably the best show on the on the it's uh, like entire 80s channel. Hard rock and metal, and then I do on my bar stool. It's it's called Everybody Is Awful. My podcast, and I just make fun of people on social media doing stupid shit. <laughs> okay, excellent. Yeah, it's funny. It's really funny. Um, we're, our Jim, our show is ending. You are. Where can people get tickets to see you shoot a special? Saturday, July twenty fourth, Fairfield Theater in Fairfield, Connecticut. Go to um, fairfieldtheater.org. There's two shows that night. Tickets are available. Okay. All right, man. It's good talking to you. And uh, yeah, we're wrapping nice up now. Nice to meet you, Matt. Yeah. Nice to meet you, man. Come back again. All right. And I hopefully I'll see you soon. I know you were at Caroline's this week, but I was doing sets, and then Matt and I shot something on Saturday. But I, I want to see you, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you this week, probably. All right, buddy. Good talking to you, Jim. All right. Take care, man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I love meeting your comedian. Uh, he's the best. Florence is the really best. Find them I love Jim. To be the most fascinating people. I really do. You know? And he's, leg- he's legitimately a really good comic. I mean, he's oh, no, really he's funny. funny. Oh, oh, I heard old stuff with him on, yeah. on, on the roasts and stuff. Oh, it's fucking And great. the terrorizing telemarketer uh, CDs are his, where telemarketers would call and Jim would, uh, he would really give them a problem. It's very, very funny. He has a bunch of those. He's a really hard worker and he's put out some hilarious shit over the years. So that's great, Jimmy. What do you want to yes. plug, buddy? Um, no, that's it. Uh, you know, again, my, the new Chip Chipperson 200th episode is up. Ooh. If anyone likes Chip, feel free to go and get that. And I'm going to go and check for roaches. That's what I got to do now. Check for hey, water bugs. I have to get a shotgun to kill these fucking things. They're giant. Yeah, that one thing I thought I could jump on his back and ride it around. But listen to me. <laughs> Jimmy, you have a beautiful apartment. Don't get that. Th- thanks, buddy. And uh, thanks for having me over, man. I, I had a great, great time. Dude. So happy to see you. And yeah, me too, man. We'll do it again soon. Hopefully now, go to a fight this summer, too. I want to go to a fight together. Hell yeah, Jimmy. I'll, I'll talk to you in a couple of days. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Yeah, bye. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. 
Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 